welcome to Paranormal, the new normal. Another bonus episode for you guys this week. One I am very excited about because it's a different thing that I have not seen any other Paranormal show do by far. Besides maybe some call-ins to Monsters Among, Monsters Among Us, but whatever. I'm not, I'm not copying the format anyway, so I'm good. <laughs> and my guest today is younger than usual, but you know what? They know things we don't know, such as Creepypasta, because they're in the generation that created it and made it a big thing. So we're going to talk about Creepypasta today towards the end of the show after we talk about some other stuff first, of course. And my guest today is Allie Fisher, who, if you don't recognize the last name, is from my other podcast, Bracket Bastards, the Head Bastard's Daughter. So I believe she calls herself the Head Know-It-All, if you listen to her podcast... Yeah, pretty answers, much. All answers with Allie, which I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let her tell you a little bit more about that in a minute. And I would highly suggest if there's any teenagers out there that listen to this and want to be on it, message her on Anchor, and maybe it could happen. Please don't message her if you're over 18 because I'm not promoting that. But, but Allie, how you doing today? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. Can't complain. Can't complain. Anytime I get to do a paranormal podcast, I'm a little happy. So, hello, Tamara. Good to see you. One of my co-hosts on another paranormal show I do. I am a bit. It's all good, Tam. I. It's fine. It was a interesting show, but you'll hear it in podcast form in a week. All right. So, why don't you tell them a little bit about your podcast? Since right. I only so... know the name. Yeah, so it's All Answers with Allie. We're trying to cover everything from, like, the teenage mind to paranormal to just anything that comes to mind for us. We've already covered things that they just haven't been posted about, like, the... Uh, we've covered one episode kind of about the paranormal and some creepypastas. Uh, we're trying to get more into, like, the teenage mind stuff because I've noticed that some... Uh, Teenagers and parents listen to us, so it's a way for them to combine the relationship and make it better. Uh, we also try to cover like a subject that comes in, like if somebody says they want to hear about this, I try to cover it. Uh, sometimes we will cover like what's happening in the world. It it just differs. Uh, Which it's. Go on. Which you said those episodes are going to drop eventually because as of right now, yes. I, believe you have, I believe you have five episodes released, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, because it's the backstage ones, which is where you meet our uh, guest and co-stars and uh, my co-host, Tess. And then there's and then like the Mother and Father's Day episode. I was going to say, you did a Mother's, and Father, a Mother's Day and a Father's Day special, which yes. I can tell you, your father was so proud of that when he when he, he shared that with the group. It was like, oh my God, you guys. She actually did a Father's Day episode. I was which, like... Uh, <laughs> well, that was actually really hard to do because no one was able to record with me. So I had to improvise and just have them send in like voice messages and stuff. And we were completely unprepared and I uploaded it like last minute. So... Not the greatest episode, but it's it's an episode about Father's Day. Well, from what I heard so far, because the title definitely made me want to listen, because I was assuming <laughs> you were talking about Freddy, so <laughs> I I had to listen. And from what I heard so far, it sounded really good. I mean, it, it reminds me of on Bastards when we do 
when we send messages to your dad so that he can put them in for Father's Day, Mother's Day episode, stuff like that. And like for my birthday episode, he did the same thing. So, but yeah, I definitely dig, I dig your show so far. I mean, it's kids say are a lot different from when I was a kid. So I will definitely say that, but it's better. It's better. Kids are, kids know about more these days. And that's definitely a good thing because we yeah. were, we were so ignorant of a lot of things when we were kids. It was just what's going on that day, literally, and nothing else mattered. But so it's the future makes it a little brighter look for the future, I think, than the way a lot of people look at kids nowadays and teenagers nowadays. But well, a lot of people do see teenagers as like just moody kids that want to do their own thing and uh, don't want to listen, which what teenager, almost adult, wants to listen to someone tell them what to do anyway. So. Like, I still I still don't like to listen to my wife tell me to do things, so you know. <laughs> I mean, that's how, that's hey, how it independence. is. Independence. Exactly. Everybody needs the free time and their alone time to do to do their own thing. Yeah. And always always have hobbies. That's the secret to adulthood. Always have hobbies, otherwise you'll go crazy. But all right, so let's jump in here a little bit. Allie told me off camera that she has sensitivity to certain paranormal things around her, so I'm going to let her tell me what type of things she's sensitive to in that field, and then we'll go from there. So, uh, one thing I'm sensitive to, and this is more, like, bad energy coming from a person, like, if they were to walk into the room and all of a sudden the energy in the room changes, I normally try to avoid that person. Like, I know that they don't have a good uh, era, not era. Aura. Yeah, aura. So, <laughs> So, like, I can sense when that, sense their aura, and if something's, like, a picture's gonna fall or something, or something gets knocked over, presumably, like, when there's, like, no wind in the room, there's nothing to knock it over, I can sense it and sometimes catch it before it happens. So, kind of like, like a, premon a premonition-type sense, almost. Yeah, that, too. Because, like, one time, I was sitting in, my, in the living room at my grandparents' home alone, and the, I... Like, just, like, that photo is going to fall. That, like, clicked in my brain, and I stuck my hand out and caught it before it hit the ground and shattered. Okay, that's freaking awesome. That's almost like a superpower. <laughs> no, no if only you could know when someone's going to jump off a building or something, you could be a hero one day. But, yeah. But, I mean, it's... Yeah, that's that type of sensitivity is definitely one I've heard of before, and it's a good one to have, because, I mean... Yeah. My like house some, has spirits, and I, and I can't tell where the hell they are, so I wish I could. <laughs> some, like, I know some celebrities also have that sense, because they've done it, like, they're on a live, and there's, like, a photo behind them, and they catch it as it's falling. And, it's yeah, it's a really cool sense. Um, it is. Yeah. Go ahead. There's also a, like, if a, like, I can kind of sense slash slightly see when like a ghost walks through a room. I can see the shadow at least. Um, but it's it's really weird, and I can't say anything about it to anyone because they, there's like, oh, quit flying around. You're joking. <sighs> well, I mean, eventually, as as your friends get older, you'll meet people who will immediately either have the same type of ability in a way. Or they'll be into that stuff and they'll understand it. it's very possible. So yeah. eventually it'll become, you'll be able to tell people eventually because they'll, they'll be more open to things like this. 
And that's part of the reason I want to do this episode is to help teenagers get more into paranormal because I've heard a few here and there that are, but it's a, not as common as it should be as it was when I was a kid yeah. because we had we had all those TV specials about Bigfoot and Loch Ness Monster and all that, and it always kept us all interested. But yeah. And aliens. I mean, God, there's a new documentary <laughs> about aliens. Yeah, okay. aliens. That's, that's an interesting mean, subject. It's in the news now, for God's sake. So, but so you say you can see them sometimes, or or when you say yeah. you said you could see their shadow, which it's uh, like you, I could see like their outlines, like just barely. It's uh, oh okay, and it, okay, yeah, and like I could like if they're walking in like a sunnier place or there's like a light on them, I can like see it against the wall too. It's and then sometimes it like flickers. I don't know how to explain it. It's it's hard to see and then explain. Inter- interesting, because I've yeah. never heard anybody say that before. And that is... I love when I hear new things in this show, and that's new. I never heard of spirits having shadows of their own, actually. Which brings mind to the theory that they might be ultra-dimensional and more than actual biblical spirits, per way. Which It's a possibility. <laughs> I mean, I, I've had a couple guests talk about spirits being ultra-dimensional instead of that heaven and hell are just different dimensions, basically. But yeah. or whatever, you, whatever you want to call them. I mean, re- yeah, I don't like to use I don't like to use religion religious terms on my show really because it puts you in a box into in a way. But so, have you ever seen like actual shadow people by chance? Oh yeah, I can. Sometimes I'll be out like walking with friends around the mall and I can see see them or we're just outside at like a park and we can see them. But the thing is, um, with recent not recently moving, but moving in the past few years, I'm not, I don't know the history of the place or like the town. So I don't know if anything happened in that town. So I could like s- s- kind of see people sometimes and feel that feeling of like someone's here watching us but not know anything about who it is or why they're there. Well, of course. I mean, I wouldn't expect you to know why every single spirit you see is there. That'd be, that'd be a superpower and a half right there, but I've only read about that well, in books. <laughs> well, it, if you learn the history of the town or place you're in, you can figure out why. And I've always believed that like the spirit is there for a reason, either to watch some, watch over someone, they're trying to finish something, or have like something to f- yeah tr- have something to fulfill to move on and stop being in between the uh, human world as I would call it and then the ghost world which fits into the alternate dimensions thing ghost world sounds like an awesome theme park but it, <laughs> it would be an awesome theme park it, it really would there's so many ghosts. as long as it's not haunted oh it, you know it would be you can't call something of ghost park and, and not have ghosts be in it. I mean, I could see them freaking attracting ghosts in there and everything, but just the and, ghost riding on the roller coasters. <laughs> give me ideas for TV shows here, but <laughs> um, <laughs> what was I going to say next? Oh, wow. Blanking, but, but yeah, I mean, yeah, if you know the history of the place, it's a lot easier. And like you said, some of them do have reasons just to watch things. I was told by investigators that's why the spirits in my house are here is because they're watching over my kids because they never could have any kids. 
because it's the original couple who built the house. So we know that for a fact at this point. Well, I'm assuming it's a fact because investigators told me so, but I don't actually have it. Like, I didn't talk yeah. to them yet. You never so truly them, know. But one of them did talk to me, and if any listeners already know that story, so if anybody wants to hear it again, check out previous episode. That's a long story I'm not going back into. But basically, one of them spoke in my ear and literally had me in chills through my whole body. It was cool and scary and confusing, but <laughs> very emotionally it's confusing like, that yeah. was. But I guess I'm, I'm, I would assume that happens to anybody when they talk to a spirit is that it's very emotional. It's very confusing. Yeah. And your brain, your brain doesn't know how to comprehend it by any means. Especially if it's like the first time talking to them and yeah. you're not used to it at all. Yeah. It's like going on, it's like going on a first date in almost in a way in that type of sense. But <laughs> so, so you never have seen any shot people in any of the houses you lived in by chance? Uh, I don't remember it very well because I was a lot younger, okay. but uh, there was one house I lived in, maybe it was an apartment, where I woke up, I can't even remember what the time was, I woke up and I could see people walking around in my room, but then, and it wasn't a dream because I could like, I knew I was awake, but I, I tried walking over to like tap their so- shoulders if they were turned away and hand went straight through, like. There was, I, it wasn't there once I tried to touch it. That's got to be scary for a kid. but Yeah, especially when you're younger than seven. Yeah, I would, I would imagine that would be extremely frightening. I mean, the, the house I grew up in my whole life was built by my parents, so there was never any haunting of any type. So as a kid, I never experienced anything. I didn't experience anything until I was in my 30s, for God's sake. So it was just a lifelong fascination of paranormal that got me to do this type of stuff, but... And it's funny. I grew, it's... I grew up with a whole, with all the horror stuff too. Like, God, I was like really young. Uh, my grandmother was watching me, but then she had she had to work, so I started going to a babysitter. Well, their kids would watch Chucky when I was around, and again, this is when I'm like three to five. <laughs> so I'm sitting in the living room downstairs watching it with them, and then this is kind of when my whole horror strike started yeah i mean people who get into hair people who are able to watch horror at a young age usually get into it for life it's just the way it goes i mean people like me who didn't watch anything until they were like a teenager and even then it was a jason movie so it's not like it's real horror it's just a slasher but it i never really got into horror because of that i still to this day don't watch horror movies unless they're very paranormal related like a bigfoot movie or like a sea monster movie that type of stuff and i'll watch some haunting stuff too once in a while but i'm not a big fan of it my wife is that's the way i see everything is through her but but it's funny you mentioned shot people in a mall because that would be the perfect place for them to be and i never even thought of that because shot people like to like to feed on people's energy and the more the more negative energy they can feed on the happier they are and they'll stay in that location for a long time which is why if they're in a house and they try to find out they try to find a somewhat happy house but just their presence brings people down and the parents will fight more the kids will argue more like they just bring everybody in the house down which, maybe i do mall, have some ghosts in my house then and <laughs> <laughs> eh, not mom you can't unfortunately you can't blame everything in the world on paranormal but i mean in a, in a, yeah in a mall though that is perfect because where would there be more negative energy than when people are spending a lot of money they don't have? 
which that would be a mall. So I know I've walked away from the mall broke many times. And that was back in my day when there was good, that was back in my day when there was as many stores as there is nowadays. So I've but. done it too. I've and the sad thing is it wasn't very much either. It was just like a little bit of stuff. I spent over a hundred dollars on it. That's all it takes nowadays. It's sad. But yeah. you you can't even go shopping and fill up your cart for less than three hundred dollars. But so any other sensitive moments you wanted to talk about or that you had? Technically, I, I don't know if it would count as like an actual paranormal story, but uh, in the last year or so, it actually around 3 a.m. because I, I struggle to sleep, so I'm up a lot at night. So I think it was around 3 a.m. I was laying on the floor trying to sleep when all of a sudden I could hear noises in the wall and the energy in the room changed. Huh. And it's not, it's not like it was raining outside where I could hear it like thundering on the roof thundering and rain hitting the roof it was actually in the walls and i know it wasn't the pipes because i was the only one up and like they don't just randomly go off like that you've got to use a bathroom or do something with water yeah, and the wall i heard it the wall i heard it in was also a wall that was farther away from the bathrooms and didn't have any piping and stuff in it it was actually like a kind of thin wall and I couldn't figure out what it was. And every time I would walk past, actually, where that photo that I talked about earlier was, I like the energy in the room immediately would get like heavier. And then I'd walk away or go upstairs to try to find the noise, and it'd get lighter. So, hmm. I, again, not exactly sure what that was, but it's kind of a slightly paranormal story. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely paranormal in nature because anything unexplained is technically paranormal. Yeah. I mean, and it, there's no easy explanation for this because there's three in the morning, which is the witching hour, so spirits are the most active around that time. And I, I know that for a fact, but because my house is creepy as hell at three in the morning if the dogs are barking and I got to take them out. My house is creepy as hell standing outside of it or inside of it. It's creepy, but... Technically, it is said that dogs and cats... Their, since their eyes are a lot different, that they can like see these spirits as well. So, if they're not barking because they want to go outside, they might see something. Oh, that's happened. That's happened. I take them outside. Yeah. They, don't do no, they don't do nothing. They just want to like walk around outside for a minute, and then they go back inside, and then they'll go back to their cage and fall asleep nice and peacefully. And I, I mean, we know the spirits like to go back and forth between the kitchen and the hallway. So, because we, yes. my my wife's sister saw shadow people walking that path like at three, like at two or three in the morning. Like she saw one child person walking back and forth and they're just staring at her in the hallway. So we know they like the kitchen and we know they like the basement because the basement just feels creepy as hell if you walk by it at night. But and my, basement, I mean, no. it's always yeah, the I basement. Mean, it, well, if you think about it, spirits don't want to be seen most of the time, we believe, unless they actually want help with something. So yeah, that's either a good place to go. Or attic. And we really don't have an attic, so I don't see them going up there or maybe they do. I don't know. My wife's chickens Never go crazy all time. My wife's chickens go crazy all the time, and the the biggest interest in the attic is right in the garage. So, very possible. Well, yeah, it's always a possibility. Yeah, animals are way more sensitive. It's been proven they can see things, and I just had the the guest I had on last night was saying the same thing about her. I believe it was a cat. Yeah, her cat would like react all the time to different spirits in her apartment. So, I fully believe that pets can do it and my pets all of a sudden will start whining and barking 
if they get scared and you walk in, they're staring at the door going to the basement. But thankfully, the kids don't pick up on it. That's the only good thing. Well, some kids actually can pick up on it. I've seen uh, videos, which again, it could just be made up and stuff. But these kids are actually like full on crying and freaking out. So I kind of believe it. But like they'll see something that the mom can't see while as she's recording them eating lunch. And they just both freak out and go to her crying and bawling their eyes out. So yeah, I've heard I've heard lots of of stories on podcasts too where a kid will start, will see a picture of like a deceased relative, like when they're a little bit older, like four or five. And like they would always point and say, Something about like uh, something they were seeing, they'd be like, oh, "The yeah. man, with, the the man with the red hat, the man with the red hat," and they would. And then, like years later, when they get old enough to put things together, they'll see a picture of like their grandfather that's passed away, or their p- parents' grandfather, something like along those lines, and they'll be like, "That's the man I always see," and the parents will be like, "What? What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's another video, seen, uh, like I've another video. Oh, I'll let you talk." I was just going to say, I've seen videos like that on YouTube as well, and a lot of them don't seem faked. I mean, a lot of them just don't seem faked. The reaction of the parents, I don't feel like some of those reactions can really be faked. It's just the way it goes. Yeah, like I saw this one video with a kid. He was pointing up at a vent in their bathroom, and he was, like, blowing kisses at it, saying a name. I don't remember what it was. And they are like, the mom looked at the child and went, they're dead. Like, there's no one up there. And the kid just continued on saying the name and continuing his actions because it was like a three-year-old and they didn't understand what was going on. Yeah, of course. I mean, to them, seeing a spirit, they think it's another person. They don't understand yeah. it's not a living person, at least. But And hopefully they're nice spirits because I would not want my kid... I've heard stories as well about kids who they talk to men... They talk, not men, just in, but just spirits in general. And they will tell them to do things and they end up doing bad things because of it, like cutting clothes up or stealing money or just things that a kid wouldn't think of on their own, really. Yeah, I've seen a lot of stories about that, too, where they'll listen to them and then something bad happens. Yeah. Like, a... Walls will get destroyed, clothes, anything. Yeah, it's a common phenomenon nowadays, but... I think it's time we jump into the creepypasta world because I am dying to learn more about creepypasta because my my son my son loves that stuff too. So is my daughter, and I'm like, to me, it just looks. I don't know. I don't know what to think of it, honestly, and that's why I wanted to do this. It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it seems like a whole new generation of horror that my generation just didn't have. I mean, yeah, we had stupid videos on steakandcheese.com and um, other websites like that. I can't, I can't think of right now, but we had stupid little, like, basically what are GIFs today, like GIFs, like, what's what what, the, what are considered those today, we had those as videos in the early 2000s, just running constantly, like, they wouldn't stop after, like, yeah. finish. So, very old school videos, and this is kind of like an upgraded version of that, so what yeah. we're going to do, what we're going to do, listeners, is Allie's going to pick out her top 10 we're going to try for, but if we don't get to 10, that's not a big deal. And we're just going to go through them, and she's going to tell us a little bit about these creatures, and I'm going to try to relate them to the paranormal in any way I can, and see if maybe they came based on paranormal creatures, or were they completely original ideas that no one has really 
thought of before or seen before. And now so, I'll give you the mic. All right. I've kind of got a list, so I'll probably look down a lot. Uh, I'm going to just start okay. off with what I have. Uh, starting off with Jeff the Killer. He's – I don't remember when this all started. It was all. It was back in, like, early 2000s, I think. Uh, he was a serial murderer, so serial killer. Uh, he killed a lot of people just for fun, went on a lot of killing sprees. So he did – his look is really interesting. He, he, um, for some, while he was in the hospital, like in an insane, sorry, mental hospital, uh, he realized he liked harming people. So once he was discharged that night, he, uh, took a knife or something sharp enough to cut a smile into his face and then burnt off his eyelids. Dramatic. Yeah, very dramatic. Uh, he also killed his parents, and his brother, and then like people along in his neighborhood. It is said that his brother survived, though, which is another creepy pasta uh, called Lou. Uh, Lou. <clears throat> there is a... I don't know if this is true or not, but it is said that there is an actual person by... Jeffrey Lee Woods, who did the same thing and was executed, which I don't have very much information on that. Other than he was uh, killed in Texas in 2000, and, or he got execution in 2008, and then was, yeah, then killed. Uh, he normally wears like a bloodstained hoodie. It's a white hoodie, and then he's got, like, black pants and Converse, which is really interesting. Of That's all Converse. I... <laughs> Perfect killing shoe. It is. Yeah. Not, not that I know so, that from personal experience, listeners. Just saying. <laughs> like, hey, what's going on with that? Like, you a killer, too? Only in my, only in my rap fantasies, but other than that, <laughs> no. But, so, I mean, there are this this relates to humans more than paranormal, but I, I keep getting Halloween vibes, which your dad hates, and I love that he hates it. But, <laughs> but I keep I keep getting Halloween vibes, like total Michael Meyer vibes from that whole story, like escaping from a mental institution and killing your own family or trying to kill your own family, especially a sibling. I mean, it's very identified with that, but they they didn't really expand on Michael Meyer's backstory until the mid 2000s. So this has been around since early 2000s and they obviously were, they might've been copying it a little, but they didn't copy it fully. Yeah. And I don't, I think it's called the expressionless, which is a movie that is kind of based off of these creepypastas, which I think that one is Jeff because the whole facial yeah. thing, it's either Jeff or uh, eyeless Jack, which is another character I'll get into later. Which, so with these, with creepypasta, do people do do the members of the site like just keep adding stories to like the mythology of these creatures? Yeah, there's a, actually there's some of them where I am confused on what the story is myself because there's so many copies of it. There's new characters added a, a lot of time. There was a new one recently added in the past few years called Candy Pop, which I don't have any information on currently. Uh, I think my I, mean, I think my I think my kids watch YouTube videos with her in it. 
I've seen a lot of cosplays with her. I mean, I, I have They like to watch like these animations videos where it's uh, yes. obvious, obviously very obviously it's kids and teenagers making these animation videos because it's not no professional studio, but they like to watch these weird videos and just the sound effects off, that come off them and the, I'll be sitting in the living room watching a movie and I'm like, are they watching a dirtier movie than I am? <laughs> but <laughs> like, I'll be watching a radar movie. I'm like, what are they watching? But I mean, I walk. I used to walk in all the time just to see and it'd be some YouTube cartoon. I'd be like, all right, what? as long yeah. as it's not showing anything to go with the sounds, I don't care. But it's just, I don't get why they like it. But Continue. I'm, this, this is part of the reason yeah. I want to know more about this is so I know what my kids are watching. Yeah. So I actually have Toby's story. I don't know if I'm going to get into that or not, but I'm actually wearing his jacket, as I said earlier. But uh, Toby, also known as Toby, Tobias Aaron Rogers was a kid who had like mental disorders. He got tics, stuff like that. Let's see if I have more information on that. Uh, then he was also constantly bullied for his tics and stuff, which of, of sent course. him into his... Yes, they always get bullied. Uh, sent him into his um, like state of distress. And then, of co- then it is said that his sister, I think her name was Leah. Uh, him and his sister Leah, or whatever her name is, were involved in a car accident, and she died. So that another traumatic tra- traumatic event <laughs> that happened. So then, after that, he started losing his appetite for, and started like becoming less social, more keeping to himself, uh, stuff like that. This is actually one of my favorite characters, by the way. <laughs> Hold on. So. So traumatic childhood, definitely. I yeah. I almost feel like it's leaning towards Black Eyed Kid lore in a way, but yeah. I'm ex- I'm excited to see where it goes. <laughs> so um, then he started like like he was walking through the, through the streets one night, and Slenderman, uh, I don't know how to say this, like saw him and started following him, and kept telling him to. First off, Toby hated his father. His father was an abusive alcoholic, too, so more trauma. And eventually, uh, Slenderman, or he's, Toby saw Slenderman watching him from the streets and stuff. And, yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm right, like half reading, half talking right now. So he's, uh, he, he then started having uh, visual and auditory hallucinations. Which then his mother took him to a psychiatric hospital, mental hospital, whatever you want to call it. And uh, he, I think he escaped that and then went, listened to the voices telling him to kill his dad and killed his dad. Uh, then he set the entire either town or block on fire. I can't remember what it was. He set the whole town on fire. That's pretty badass. Sorry, set his yeah, set his neighborhood on fire as a distraction, but then was quickly surrounded by the flames. And then bringing Slenderman back into this, uh, he Slenderman saved him, saying that he wasn't done yet. He's got so much more to live for. And then he became a proxy, which a proxy is like Slenderman's 
henchmen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so then there was... He started killing more and going on more killing sprees, and it got on the news, because why wouldn't it? And his mother saw it, and the only reason she knew it was Toby was because of a hatchet left the scene. Because Toby's like equipment is hatchets, and then he's got his goggle, his mask, and then his hoodie. Is he a juggalo? Possibly. <laughs> uh, he, yeah, he's his like skills are axemanship, and he's got a lot of physical strength. Uh, his goals was to kill his father, which he succeeded. And also another thing, I don't think I mentioned this earlier. He has a huge gash on his cheek right here, I believe, from the car crash. Huh. Which I forgot to mention earlier. And so, that's about it. So basically, these days, Toby's just uh, doing all Slenderman's bidding. Which, for those who don't know, because even I know this, Slenderman is basically almost the father of Creepypasta. Like, it was one of the first big stories to come out of Creepypasta that got a lot of yeah. traction. And, and there are actually people that believe that Slenderman has become a topa of sorts. And it's a real thing because so many people believed in him. I have a story about that that I will get into later. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's called. it was called the Slenderman Stabbing. It happened a few years ago, possibly. I 2019, I, I think. I remember slightly hearing about it, but I'll definitely let you tell more about it when you, when you get to that part. All right. I'll probably do that at the end. Uh, next one I have is Sally Williams, if it will let me look at it. So Sally is a little girl, for one, and her story is also very sad and traumatic. Um, it's so in the, instead of it being a dad this time, it's an uncle. Of uh, Sally, yeah. So Sally is actually one of the youngest ones, as I said. So uh, one night, her uncle decided to—I I don't know if I want to say the word or not—but like rape or physically. Assaulted. Yeah, sexually and physically assaulted her and then told her not to tell anyone else. But she did, and she told her mom. So then the reason he told her not to tell anyone because it was just a game. And then, of course, she told her mom, and then he's like, I'm going to go out grocery shopping. Sally, come with me. And she's like, Sally was like, I don't want to go. Like, she's like, she kind of knows what's already going to happen. But her mom's... uh, Tells her just to go with him. He won't hurt you. Blah, blah, blah. Well, of course, then he takes Sally out. And possible trigger warning um, for this. So then he yeah, takes her to the, pins her to the ground, uh, beats her up, rapes her again, and then sm- smashes her head with a rock and kills her. Very traumatic death story. So she's more like a ghost. I'd say so. <laughs> but Yeah. So she actually continues to haunt her old house, scaring the living daylights out of its uh, current residence and playing with the younger children because she still is a child. Uh, so she also... So I don't... I think I'm not 100% sure on this. I've seen videos about it. I don't know if it's true or not, but Slenderman saved her. Like, took her to his mansion in the woods and... Like, healed her up, although she still has, like, blood running from her head and all of that. Um, 
there's actually voice like there's a voice recording if you go look up sally williams voice on youtube you can listen to her voice recordings but is this based on a real person or i think so yes i think she's one of the very few ones that are actually a real story yeah because i mean that's i mean that's a traumatic story that sadly happens too much in this world as is and it plays out that play that story plays out exactly how it happens in the real world unfortunately but yes sadly and i'm almost getting the feeling that slender man is a type of like batman or captain america supposedly in this universe and he just recruits all these people beyond his like super team see but then at the same time, he's also the villain of the story by using them to do his dirty work more and kill people. And he kind of keeps, I believe, again, not 100% sure unless he kind of keeps them captive. All right. So like, he's trying to think of something that would I want to say like a vigilante. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of like, I mean, because he reminds me, he, he reminds me of the government in comic books. Because there's a team called the Th- there's a team called the Thunderbolts, and also on DC side, Suicide Squad, and it's all yeah. prisoners who are kept in cages and let out to kill people, basically, or to rescue. Well, Thunderbolts are supposed to be heroes, so they rescue people, but yeah. kind of the same idea, at least. But that's the one thing I'm starting to get from all of this is it's a lot like that. Like it seems like they took their own com, they took the comic book universe ideas and like put it into horror, which is kind of cool. It's, I like that. It is very cool. Do you want to connect that more to like the paranormal side? Because that's it for her story. I can move on to the next one. Well, as far as paranormal goes in that, there are plenty of cases where spirits had bad things happen to them in childhood. So they do haunt where they live for the re- until they're either moved from that location by someone who knows what they're doing, or they decide to move on eventually if the house gets torn down or something. But that, yeah. that's basically that's basically that relates to paranormal. It's, it's a very common ghost story, for lack of a better word, or actual ghost stories. I mean, real-life ghost ghost stories that have that exact same origin story in a way. But It's a very sad origin story, too. Well, I mean, on a site called Creepypasta, I wouldn't expect them to all be happy. <laughs> yes. Everybody can be a killer if you can push, if you push them far enough, so they, they hit their too-far point, and Boom, killers. So Yeah, very relatable. Yes. Uh, the next one, I am not at all 100% sure on this because I've heard two stories about him. It's uh, Ben Drowned, also known as the Haunted Majora's Mask, which is uh, to, related to the Zelda game. Yeah, yeah. So there's uh, two stories. I'll start off with the first one, which is Ben was sacrificed by a cult known as the Moon Children, and the person responsible for killing him was a man called the Father, which, if it isn't clear in his name, he was drowned. I I assumed, but good good to clarify things. Yes, because, I mean, hey, it might just be a last name. You never know. I've heard weird. Yeah. So it's... He was sacrificed by... He is sacrificed by drowning. His birthday is April 23rd, 1990. And on in the year... I messed that part up. I was going to say in the year 2002, he died on that same day, but he was still kind of like a kid when he died, so that doesn't work out that much, kind of. 
Wait, no, that works out. I'm dumb. So he, which <laughs> it's all fun, good. Sorry. <laughs> funny story is if any of you read Wattpad stories, like especially the younger audience that were hoping to get kicked into this, people write stories about him, the appropriate stories where he's like the more more mature one. He is a child. He's not mature. He's the, he's one of the least mature ones in there. So that's another interesting point. And again, you can also find his voice on YouTube. It, it's a little bit darker and creepier than Sally's, obviously. So then uh, his real name was Benjamin Lawman. He was 12 when he died, I think. And then his other death story is that he, he was bullied, and one day his bullies decided to steal his video game, and that bully got troubled by the teacher. So the bully got revenge by uh, finding Ben at like a beach, like at a beach or near a lake and picking up a stick and like well, first they beat him up and then picked up a stick and stabbed his eyes out or like. Oof sticks in his eyes. I don't know how else to explain it. So, and then, yeah, so then his soul or spirit transferred into the game that he had, which was Zelda's, The Legend of Zelda's Majora's Mask. So, and then that copy of the, the game got passed around and anybody who saw it, their eyes would be plucked out or whatever and they would die while playing the game. So that's the second story, and that's all I really have on him. And that's interesting, actually. Yeah. That's so ring it. That's almost like reminiscent of the ring. Also, the reason. Yeah. Well, I forgot to mention the reason why it's linked to uh, Zelda is because that was his favorite game for one, and uh, two, his like creepypasta character for the people that do are into like. Zelda and stuff. His character looks like Link, which is a Zelda yeah. character. Anybody who listens to my podcast doesn't know what Link is. I would be highly surprised. <laughs> my my podcast all older listeners who grew up with these games. Well, for the younger audience you're trying to pull in, they may not know. So, oh, they oh they they better learn then. It's Zelda. Show respect. <laughs> yes. But I kid, I kid. So, all right. I mean, yeah, like I said, this is very, or like, it reminds me of the ring. It, it reminds me of a lot of like Japanese folklore about Oni or Japanese demons. Like, that's, that's what it reminds uh, me of. Don't get me started on Japanese and stuff like the, the spirits and stuff like that. I actually have it. a whole, I have a whole nother presentation on Japanese and then some Spanish ones. I'm still working huh. on it, actually. It's got things be... like Hachushima. Uh, is, that, is that going to be an episode of your show? or? I'm hoping to put it as an episode of my show because I started making this before I started my podcast. And like that's something I've really wanted to get into. But unless I record it alone, it's going to be really hard to record. Well, I mean, sometimes, sometimes unless... you do solo episodes. Oh, I've done solo episodes. They just haven't been uploaded yet. Uploaded yet, except for the Father's Day one, okay. which was solo, just with voice messages. 
Yeah, which is a good thing about podcasts like yours is you can do that. Like, on none of my podcasts can I do them without a guest, really, or can I do them without a co-host? I mean, especially yeah. bracket bass, especially bracket bastards. We need five people on that for God's sake to make it work, or at least at least three. But no one wants to hear an episode of just three people. So, I would imagine at least. Yeah, that's that's another good thing about mine is we don't have like one main subject, so we can have like two people. Have it just be me and Tess. Have it be like me and Sprita, also known as Denki, or just one of our members or like a co-host, not co-host. Guest on our yeah. show, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a right. good thing to have variety in a podcast. Keeps people interested. Yes, interesting titles also catches their attention because. Okay, it took me about two minutes to come up with the Father's Day one. I'm like, I got to come up with something creative, and I don't I don't remember exactly where I saw it, but I saw a post, and it was talking about dads like always not having a shirt on, and I'm. I'm like, that's it. I, I've got to make a title out of something, like make a title like this. So <laughs> that's how I came up with the title for the Father's Day episode. Uh, origin origin stories here, folks. Origin stories, which I yeah, which is interesting. I mean, yeah, that's that t- that title definitely captivated me as soon as I saw. It. I was like, it's hmm. pretty dancing shirtless again. <laughs> but uh, I mean. Uh, I should have. I kind of wanted to. I was like so tempted to make a comment about dads being shirtless in that episode, but then I don't think I did. Yeah, I didn't get to uh, yet. So I, I couldn't tell you if you did or not, but I don't. I don't think I did. I was kind of. I was again. It was like two hours before midnight, and I was kind of just rushing it. Yeah, so, rushing podcast is never. It never works. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just so. That's why I said that's not one of my proudest episodes. And then my first one, the one with. Uh, Cameron, also called Sir Camelot, uh, his that was not another good one because his audio was terrible because we did it over a Snapchat call and I had my phone sitting by my laptop recording. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. To do a podcast proper, they need to have a laptop and a headset to really make it be perfect. Yeah, of course, the at the say so at the time I was also in school. Well, not in school, but, like, I had my school laptop. So I sat at home up in my room one day and recorded when we had an early out. And I was just like, it's the first episode. I'll edit it. We'll get it out. And then that's got it out for the first episode to start it. Yeah, well, it's. I mean, you could definitely tell it's a rough episode, but – and the volume, the volume was definitely, like, Turn up, turn down, turn up, turn down. But I mean, it it still worked. It's, and first episodes are always rough. My my first episode of every show I do ever did was rough. It's just the way it goes. Until you get in the yeah. flow of things, it's always a rough thing to do. The first episode, then, first five, even maybe it depends on the show. But it's like even then, I'm also trying to figure out how to record for my first episode. Record with somebody all the way down in like the Florida area, while being in a different state. Well, that's when that's when you that's when Anchor comes in or any of those yeah. uh, sites that help people do that. All right, but I feel like I should get back on track with the creepy pasta stuff. Eh, it's all, go ahead, but it's all good. Uh, the next one I'm going to go over is Eyeless Jack, also known as EJ, because just shorter name. His origin is his name was Mitch. Or sorry, 
A man named Mitch moved in with his brother, uh, Edwin, after his house foreclosed. Uh, Mitch uh, woke up with a huge gash on his cheek. This is not Toby. <laughs> uh, had a huge gash on his cheek, and then... Uh, and then he went to the hospital a few days later and found out that one of his kidneys got removed surgically without him knowing. Oh, it's, so that's how, do, that, how? <laughs> how? I mean, uh, that's must just, be a heavy sleeper. So, so this isn't actually uh, Eilish Jack. This is like how the, his origin story of how he is found. So, um, again, he must have been a heavy sleeper, and Jack got in, or, yeah, Eilish yeah, Jack got in and removed it, and he's also a cannibal, so he ate it. Lovely. So, <laughs> yeah, and then the next night, uh, Mitch woke up again, woke up while it was happening, and he managed to grab his his um, phone and capture a photo of him and it Eilish Jack's at least his facial appearance is a blue mask with black like ink dripping out of his where his eyes should be and hence on his name huh that's creepy <laughs> I wouldn't watch yeah. that in dark alley I wouldn't either <laughs> so is this where so did Slenderman rescue him too after he after he was eyeless um, or I don't know. I think it was just kind of found like Slenderman found him later on and was like uh, you're a killer, come join us. <laughs> I'm not hundred percent sure on that. But another interesting part is apparent the the Mitch guy died after that because uh Eilish Jack killed him. And it also, I think it's also said that his roommate had died the... No, sorry. Mitch didn't die, but his roommate did. Okay. The Edward guy died that night. So, then uh, they go over to collect his stuff from the house, and Mitch helps them and sees Edward's corpse with a small object laying next to it. Now... As I said earlier with Toby, his sign was a hatchet. Like, because yeah. he uses axes and hatchets. Uh, Eilish Jack, also, uh, EJ, uses a surgical knife. So Mitch found a surgical knife next to Edward's corpse. Makes sense. Which, yeah. Uh, so they don't know if he's human or not which is really interesting. It says he could either be a human or a mysterious entity. They believe he's male. His goals, his goals were to break into as many houses as he could and eat kidneys of his victims, which is said to still be ongoing and then murder as much people and avoid getting caught. And then he's, as I said earlier, a cannibalistic murderer. It seems like a lot of these creepypasta are based on famous murderers or urban legends of murders. I mean, because the whole kidney being removed thing, that's been a, well, kind of an urban legend, but uh, 
like a scary story to tell kids so they lock doors. But it's also been a proven thing that's happened for a long time, especially back when you could actually get away with doing that and selling the kidney. Nowadays, it's a lot harder to do that because hospitals have ways to check everything. But in the 70s and 80s, that was a big like movie plot, TV plot, is that that would happen to someone. But yeah. nowadays, it, it's not as much anymore. But the, I mean, Eilish Jack, that just sounds... And it, Eilish Jack also kind of looks like an Oni, from what I'm guessing. I think the pe- I think people who create creepypasta are really into anime in their own way. They're into the, they're into the horror anime, I think. Yeah, or like Japanese legends stuff like that. Yeah, which it's interesting. I mean, I never, I myself can never get into anime. It's just never was my thing. I had friends all my life who were into it, but I, I couldn't. I don't like things it's... that are dubbed and subbed. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing, is unless you know Japanese, you gotta watch it dubbed or subbed, which can be a little annoying. Although, some of the animes are good. I really, I've been, I'm into anime. I've been trying to get to watch Death Note, but it's really hard to do that when you're surrounded by kids. Yeah, I, yeah, 100%, because Death Note will scare the crap out of kids, but. Yes. Well, see, a lot of animes, it's got something that is not kid-appropriate. Like, uh, I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was One Piece or something. But there was, like, nudity in it or something. Maybe it wasn't One Piece. I don't remember what it was, but some animes have got, like, nudity, killing, a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah, Jap- some... the, Japanese, the Japanese love their nudity. Don't get me wrong. I know that for a fact. <laughs> but, but And they love their violence as well. They are... Yes. Ja- I've... There is one Japanese-Americanized show I watch called Two Minute Horror Stories. And it is they do do they do a lot of Japanese like oni and demon stories in there as well, and about like the rituals you have to do when someone dies to prevent them from staying in the house. Like it, it's a very informative, interesting show. If CW is still doing it, I haven't seen it in a couple of years. But I was talking to my mom the other day, and uh, before I came here, and she was she pulled me, she was talking to me, and she's like. She watches a show called Ghost Adventures. I think it's on Hulu. And it's like, hey, you know about H.H. Holmes, right? I was like, yes, that's like one of the very first serial killers, right? And she's like, yeah, well, they did did an episode on that. And like, I I like found a way to talk to him. And then like something about who, there's like a question about who killed Billy and so on. But that's like another really good show to watch if you're into the paranormal stuff. I, you're the second person on this podcast to tell me that, and I might have to check it out someday. I, whenever I see any show that has ghosts in the title, I assume it's going to be one of those stupid like Discovery Channel shows where it's like the ones that South Park makes fun of all the time. Yeah, like, that's why I imagine. But you're the second person to say Ghost Adventures is actually pretty good, so maybe I will have to check that out because I, I can't. It's on Hulu, so I can watch it because I canceled my Discovery Plus because. Streaming services are ridiculous, but 100% ridiculous, but with the prices they charge nowadays, but yeah, everything's I mean, going up in price. Yeah, unfortunately. So, yeah, that's basically all I can really that could be possible too, paranormal wise. I mean, I'm still waiting to get to one that reminds me of Bigfoot. <laughs> I mean, I've got an animal one coming up next. It's not exactly related to Bigfoot, but it's at least something. Uh, like animal ones, I, I definitely, 
I definitely can relate animal ones to paranormal ones like in human ones, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So the, uh, this one's called Smile Dog, also known as Smile GPS or JPG. Um, it's supposedly a haunted photo of a dog, which like has bloody handprints on it, and the dog it looks like the dog's smiling. Uh, it was. Uh, it's it dated back to like the beginning of the internet too, and. It became to have a reputation, and it would be sent out to people. Like, so if you were to see it, like see the original photo, it would like drive you crazy and keep telling you to, uh, like send it or keep sending it to people to get it to go away from you. Uh, they, when the viewers see him, they can see the photo. They can then see him in every corner of their eye, like. They'll just be like looking off into a corner and they'll see Smile Dog. Uh, some of these result in serious seizures, and there's no clear understanding on why this happens to the victims of this photo. Uh, and then they can also see it in their dreams. It like it's it's he's everywhere. Um. So yeah, it's funny because smiling, smiling dog, I've heard of because that's been around. I've heard podcasts about that before, and it's. I, I think I think in Internet Urban Legends did a episode about it. Yeah, it's, see the thing is to get rid of it, you gotta send it to somebody with no email address or like no way to return it, and then it should go away, or you you'll end up dying from it. Uh, the species is known as like a hellhound straight from hell. Or that's at least what I have it marked as. Uh, hold on, I have a little bit more information. Like what his powers and skills are, his hobbies, and then his goals. And as you said earlier with the whole urban legend things, it actually says the type of creepypasta it is, is a satanic urban legend. Yeah. So I think it might relate to the smile dog smiley dog thing so it's powers and skills are said to be uh, insanely indicament dreams or nightmares slash manipulation blackmailing uh, high patience and persistence like to keep the photo going and can he can enter in between the cyber world and the real world which explains the whole see him out of the corner and then online and his appearance is sharp claws, teeth. He also has murder skills and demonic powers. It's like, sadly, the photo I actually have on here is too dark for like me to zoom in and show you guys. So probably a good thing based on what you said. Yeah, but maybe I could have my dad send it to you later. Oh, if you want, if I've, if you want to look it. at it, I've okay. seen him. I, because they the title, the podcast I watched had a the cover of it was a picture of him, so which I haven't died yet, so I'm assuming that doesn't exactly work that way over podcast. But. I don't. Yeah, it, it well, it might have not been the original photo. Like it can, they made copies of it that you can view, but it's it says it's the original, but it's not. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you wouldn't want the original that going around anyway. But you actually said it yourself, you said it yourself the word that describes this as the paranormal, hellhound. 
which yeah, or or black dogs or shags or they're called different things around the world, but hellhounds are a very paranormal thing. And I actually had a guest on here from the UK who investigated a church where there's black marks on the wood door, and they actually say it's from when a hellhound chased people inside the church 200 years ago and jumped on the door, and that the marks are still there from that. So, that sounds interesting. I'll have to listen to that later. Yeah, that was the one with Night Sky Paranormal. He's from UK. Wazo, uh, or I think his name was Wayne. I can't remember his last name right now. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> I talked to a lot of people. But, yeah, I mean, it was inter- Hellhounds are very interesting because there have been plenty of accounts of people seeing them. And even the famous blues musician, who I'm forgetting the name of, of course, now because I always do, who signed the deal with the devil, it was said oh, that geez. he, it was said that he heard hellhounds before the night he died. He heard hellhounds around the club he was playing before he died that night. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, so I mean right. that that one definitely relates to paranormal because hellhounds are are in everything. I mean supernatural especially, but they're in everything. All right, uh, moving on to the next one. Uh, Laughing Jack, also known as LJ, which that's why I kept saying uh, or uh, EJ or Jack's the other Jack's full name, Eilish Jack, because makes these up a lot. So this one's a uh, killer clown, basically. Um, so Laughing Jack is a magical being with incredibly dark powers, uh, like teleportation. And he can, like, immediately disappear in a puff of black smoke. Uh, turn himself invisible. Manipulate bodies of his victims. Uh, so, there's, again, two stories with this. One of them is that he grew up with a kid named Isaac, which I will get into more later. But here's another story I have, which this one's interesting because it's got to do with parents again. Uh, having enough of uh, laughing Jack, his the mother in the story grabbed the knife and tried to kill him, but LJ simply vanished into a black clo- cl- cloud of smoke, and the the mother got distracted and uh, accidentally plunged her knife into uh, James' beating heart, which is I'm guessing the husband or the child. I can't remember off the top of my head, killing him instantly. Uh. I have one on this. I just got to find it. So then the police arrested her and sent her to a uh, like mental hospital for, for a house for the criminally insane. She then claimed to being institutionalized and it's not that bad and is not that bad despite nobody believing her because uh, Laughing Jack like, yeah, nobody believed her, and then, of course, Laughing Jack tormented her more by playing Pop Goes the Weasel a lot around her outside her room. So, and here's the second origin story. Uh, he was created by a guardian angel and was, like, a colorful clown, like Jack in the Box. At first, his personality reflected on uh, his powers, and then he was later sent to as a Christmas gift to a kid named Isaac, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, yeah. 
to a lonely na- kid named Isaac uh, Grossman in the 1800s. Well, Isaac was then. Isaac grew up in a cold, like, uh, cold. Ugh, grew up into a cold-hearted serial killer um, who like kidnapped and tortured people. So, and yeah, killed innocent residents, stuff like that. So then Jack saw all of this, and it reflected into his own personality and his skull. I can't talk today. Color started to change from colorful to dark black and white. So, uh, yeah, his he was horrified at first, but then he was tainted and by Isaac's sinister actions. And Jack one day got released from his like little Jack in the box container and appeared to be a taller, darker, demonic version of himself. That's all I really have on him is his two origin stories. Well, laughing Jack, the first thing that comes to mind, of course, is Pennywise. Yes. It's Which that's the first thing that comes to mind in my world. But I mean, there's also killer clowns have been around forever. And I mean, a favorite, of course, is uh Gacy, Wayne Gacy. He's he's oh, a yes. famous He's the original famous killing clown that Pennywise is loosely based on. And, of course, Pennywise has more abilities, but, I mean, there's been other killing clowns, too. I mean, I don't want to say Ed Gein, but I feel like he didn't dress like a clown. But there's been other ones as well. And the pop culture world is full of of clowns that are killer, American Horror Story. Yeah. um, Killer clowns from our space, even though it's a little bit different. But it's a Funny movie to watch still. Thank you, Bracket Bastards, for making me watch that. But yeah, halfway to Halloween. Woo. But, and also, it reminds me in a way of Robert the Doll, which is a paranormal story. Oh, gosh. And we actually Wait. covered him on, on Global Strangeness um, this past week. We covered Robert the Doll and other dolls that were haunted. Uh, I did a episode with one of my friends, with Tess, and then one of her friends, Claire, which hasn't been posted yet. It's in the middle of being edited. Uh, where she, where Claire started talking about that. Yeah, Robert. Told Robert the doll is very story. fascinating. It's very fascinating, and the story is kind of similar to this. I mean, the kid who was given Robert the doll didn't become a serial killer by any means. I don't think, but he, at least not as, as far as we know, but he did. The doll was just always said to be a strange thing, and people would hear things running around, and when everybody's sleeping, and yeah, very, and Chuck- then, very Chucky-esque. Another thing with that with that whole doll is, from what she told us yesterday, is that like they would see the doll, or like in a, I can't remember who was like in a museum or something, but they would like see the doll, and something bad would happen to them afterwards. Either they'd be like in a car crash, they'd die they'd get divorced, something bad would happen in their life. Which yeah, really a, If you Google it, there are pit, there's a pictures of uh, Robert the Doll in his museum in Key, Key West, Florida. And yeah. all, around, all around his case is letters from people apologizing for taking his picture, for not greeting him properly. Because and they all say things happened after they left it. They didn't do one of those things. like Or they did something wrong in front of Robert. And 
the museum even says at night, like strange things, and their cameras have picked up like th weird little things running around and all that, and it and different exhibits will be out of place and uh, like it's creepy. The fact that a doll yeah. could have that much power is so creepy and just adds on to the fact that reason I don't like dolls like that. We even got we we got rid of one of my daughter's dolls because it was so creepy looking. She didn't like it anyway, so she didn't care. But I, I think it would be really interesting to have like a creepy doll in your house until it starts tormenting you and your family. <laughs> yeah, I'm but, I'm good on that. I already got two spirits yeah. on the doll. <laughs> but well, technically right. you'd have three spirits because the spirit would True. be controlling the doll. True. Which True. I actually had an English essay that I had to write. It was for, it was like uh, writing a horror story or something like that. I'm like, I couldn't think of any ideas. And then all of a sudden it hit me a person stuck in a ceramic doll. And I won't get too far into this, but like just a quick like, summary of it is there was this guy who was in a psych ward and uh, he died and it was an abandoned site where so these kids went and explored it and found a patient's list and then the doll. Well, one of the the main character has a little sister, so she picked up the doll, brought it home, and gave it to her sister. Of course, the doll took possession of her sister and started doing terrible things like destroying the house, coloring all over her walls, cutting up her clothes, until they finally got rid of the doll, or rid of the spirit and the doll. Interesting. Almost Chucky-esque, but not exactly the same in a lot of differences. Yeah. So it's not like I'm, I definitely don't. I definitely don't think he plagiarized at all because that's original. That's a very original story. So 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 it it was kind of it was a school project. I didn't copy it word by like every copy off a certain subject. I kind of just built my own, and then it kind of related yeah. to that. And I realized it after I wrote it. And another thing about my podcast, when you mentioned John Wayne Gacy, uh, I, that caught my attention because I. I also have an entire 44-page Google Slides on serial killers from, like, A to Z. I'm missing a whole bunch, though. But I will start doing those, like, tiny episodes with each, like, page and talking about them more into my podcast, too. Interesting. You'll definitely get listeners for that one because serial killers and true crime are a huge podcast market. Yeah. You just got. Like, you got to make sure you. You got to make sure you have your dad like marketing these for you on Facebook and Twitter and everything. Yeah. Just, I mean, obviously leave out some details, but. Yes. You, know, you, you don't want creeps, but. So, what's the next creepypasta entity we have to deal with? So this this one isn't technically a creepypasta. This is a real person, also. Uh, I think it's they called it a hornet instead. Because it was an actor that went insane or something. It's it's connected to creepypastas, but then at the same time, it's not. It's just in my list. Uh, Brian Thomas, also known as Hoodie in the creepypasta slash Hornet world, uh, was a male who uh, decided to attempt to kill uh, a person they knew named Alex, and then he stalked Jay and Tim, which is two other people. And I'm pretty sure Tim actually became a creepypasta, which I think is actually the next one named uh, Maskey. So he's a anti-villainous stalker. I couldn't really find very much on him other than who we tried to kill and all that. 
so that one's a real person. His appearance is a... It's like a yellow hoodie, and then he's got his face entirely blacked out by a mask with two red eyes and then a... I think a fr I can't remember if it's a frowny face or a smiley face. I think it's a frowny face. Yeah, it's a frowny face. And then his tool is like a crowbar. Seems very purge-like. Pretty much. But, but yeah, I mean, definitely creepy pasta. Doesn't seem to disappoint, I would say. That's for sure. And even though this isn't a real creepy pasta, I mean, it's still in that world, and they don't seem to disappoint when it comes to the horror. They don't. Uh, okay, yeah, here's the other one. The Tim guy, his, uh, also known as Timothy Wright, uh, is masky, which he has his name because his outfit is also like a hoodie, and then I seem to wear hoodies a lot. A uh, hoodie and then like a white mask with black around his eyes and then a black mouth. Um, his relatives are unknown. He was a, like, I want to say, I don't know. It's He was also a form of mental patience. I believe he was an actor or something. Uh, his, like, powers are, like, your average human abilities. He could just kill people. It's said that he is still alive. I don't know where. So, he's obviously male. His hobbies are stalking. His goal was also to kill the same Alex guy, which he succeeded, and he's an anti-villain. I think I also have more on him. Um, his okay. Here, this is rare for me to find. I can sometimes find him, but it's more voice quotes than anything. But uh, Maskey's quote is, "I'm not a psychopath," which is really interesting because. He kind of is. <laughs> like, he, he killed people. Um, he... Black, apparently, he blacks out a lot and is unable to awaken for up to a few hours and then doesn't remember anything. And another thing is that he smokes, which, going back to the whole Sally and Slenderman thing, here's a tiny bit of a story I found. Uh, Nasky... It's like, yeah, I still smoke, even though Slenderman doesn't let me smoke in the mansion or near Sally, which doesn't make any sense for obvious reasons of her being dead. And then Slenderman's like, it's it's not about her health. I'm guessing her uncle smoked, which there's scent triggers. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So that's all I really have about Maskey or Tim. Oh god, seems like, one. seems like a punk. <laughs> Pretty much. Do you have any way to really connect that to the paranormal? Not really. He seems he seems more like a human serial killer than anything else. Like he, he just I mean pretty much is and it's it said that he's still alive, but he again he's one of the hornets and the, the only reason he's really connected to this is because of the way he looks and then him and Hoodie trying to uh, killed the same person, just Hoodie failed, and then Maskey succeeded killing him. Now, you keep saying Hornet. For our listeners who don't know what that is, what is that? Because I'm one of those. See, that's, <laughs> that's, that's really hard to explain because I'm not, again, fully sure on that. But it's, it's, they're not originally creepypastas. These are, these 
these two are real people who had these real situations and they or they came from like a different section and then were brought in and mixed in with the creepypastas. So they're not original creepypastas. So yeah. when I say Hornet, I mean like they're they're from a different section but have been brought into the creepypastas. If that makes it any easier to understand. Kind of. I mean it's I think we're waiting to compare it to something, but I'm falling a little short. But, eh. I mean, it's kind of like. It's kind of like in the old Abbott and Costello films where they'd meet the Universal Monsters, and, like, they're not really. Abbott and Costello obviously aren't in the Universal Monster world, but they just tend to meet all these monsters from Universal pictures, like Frankenstein and the Mummy and all that stuff. So it's kind of similar to that. to my older listeners, that's maybe a entryway point. I've had I've had to explain that. Yeah. Okay, moving on to the next one. So I'm actually not a huge fan of this one. It's just her story's really interesting. So um, it's about this girl. Her name was oh God. I want to say Jane, but I don't think that's right. Hold on. Um, I'll find her name as I, or it will come to me as I talk about her. So she was originally just a normal teenage girl, um, who came from a broken family. Uh, she started to change drastically when her family started verbally and physically abusing her. Uh, the age of the abuse is unknown. She was unable to tell anyone at the time. The only true person she felt safe with was her older brother, but that was until he sexually abused her, which that seems to be an occurring thing is abuse and sexual abuse. My guess is the people that write these stories went through the same thing themselves and it's their way of coping. It's their way of warning other people. About yeah, I'm guessing things. that's that's yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And then, and then she uh, talked to a girl in her class that she thought was her friend, but she got backstabbed and spilled her. And then the girl Mia spilled her secrets, promoting online and in real life harassment towards her. Uh, Natalie, that was her name. So Natalie, Natalie was, um, like six. This her. She's she was on sixteen. And then things got even worse. She's in a relationship. Her uh, boyfriend breaks up with her, leaving her heartbroken. And then she gets a really negative mindset and goes home and goes into her bathroom, uh, planning on, like, planning on hurting herself, but then. Kind of, she kind of snaps, plans on hurting herself. So what she does is she takes a needle and thread and starts um, sewing like a kind of smile shape, kind of like how Jeff says, a smile shape with stitches into her and around her mouth. And then, so yeah, so then it was a smile with black threads and stitches. So. Then her mother found this, found out about this, freaked out, tried to send her into therapy. Well, 
everything takes a turn for the worst. <laughs> she goes even more insane, kills her therapist or doctor, whatever you want to call it, returns home, grabs a knife, kills her parents and brother, and kills them, and then burns the house, and then runs into the forest, eventually, uh, like, Slenderbin area, getting there. But then the reason she's also called Clockwork for the actual creepypasta name. I forgot to mention that at the beginning. Clockwork then takes a kind of like clock, like one of those uh, watch clocks, and sews it into her eye. And that's kind of how she gets her name. Uh, Her relatives are said to be Mary Beth. Kulete, which is her mother, which died. David, her father, and Lucas, her brother. And then her... So, okay. Obviously, most of these are fan fiction... Not fan fictions. Made-up stories. But for the, for the people that... Um, like, believe in these and believe that it's possible to meet them... And want to meet them for some reason i mean as a kid i kind of did but personal reasons um the way that you can tell if clockworth is near is by uh hearing the sound of the clock tick and seeing her glowing eyes Hmm. very very reminiscent of stranger things season four but I, i haven't seen stranger things yet that's why I'm not going. A lot of people haven't, so I'm not. Yeah. Going. I'm not going into it fully, but I'm Good. just saying it is. There's a clock theme, but other than that, yeah, that's once again they don't disappoint. But jeez, I mean, this. I'm actually trying to think. I'm like, this isn't what my. A lot of this isn't what my kids watch. So, what the hell are they watching? <laughs> See, they watch the animations, which is normally based off as you said, animation, so they're normally based off like the fanfics and makes it more fun and interesting and makes it seem like a happy type of thing, even though they're killers. I'm I, I'm telling the original truth, not what they're yeah. watching. Of course, of course. I'm I'm trying to think of the uh, the one character my daughter loves. I forget what she's is it, called. It's a girl. Um, yeah. Jane the Killer, Nina the Killer, Clockwork, Sally, Candy Pop, uh, oh god, what's her name? There's one girl, she's like part demon. No, uh, no it's, maybe it's not, maybe it's not based on creepypasta what they watch, maybe it's something else, it's, I don't know, I, I mean, they watch a lot of Minecraft Roblox stuff as well, so, it could easily be from one of those roles, okay. but. It could be anything, like, yeah, I know. YouTube is so vast nowadays, it's crazy. I'm trying to... Of course, the one time my daughter's not in the room... Oh! Kissy Face or something like that? Um, gosh. Poppy's Playtime. Yeah, That's... is there... There's a it's... character called, like, Kissy Face or something like that, right? Uh, Kissy Missy, yes. Okay, yeah, that's the one my daughter loves, yeah. Yeah, the pink, big, yeah. fluffy thing, yeah. I'm, I'm not too much into that. My, like, four-year-old cousin is, though. Yeah, it's, so, I, I would I would assume it's below your age level for entertainment, but yeah, it's a horror game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but they also like 
Five Nights by Five Nights at Freddy's. So Five I mean, Nights, yeah, FNAF, all of that's really interesting. Yeah, it's uh, the stuff kids have nowadays is so hundred percent different than what I watched when I was a kid. I mean, Nick cartoons don't compare to these things in the slightest, and I feel like Nick cartoons were better, but that's my opinion. Kids, kids yeah. are gonna like what they like at their time, but all right, we're almost coming up an hour and a half, so pick your favorite best one to do next, oh, and we'll call, and we'll, we'll call um, it the final final one, okay. and then maybe we can, maybe we can do a part two someday. Possibly. Uh, well, I'm I really want to go over the whole Slenderman stabbing thing, so I'm gonna kind of go into Slenderman's character more. I was hoping you would. <laughs> yes. That's that's a good thing. So Slenderman is a tall I don't tall man thing, faceless, black suit, and then like tentacles, obviously. So oh. um s- hold on. What? Camera. What about it? Camera. One moment. I'm helping my dad with something. Understandable. <laughs> so, uh, Slenderman, as I said, that's what he looks like. Pretty simple design. He's like the head like boss or whatever. He tells them what to do. So, uh, he- so one way I would say to know how Slenderman's around is there's like a loud, you know that like loud ringing noise or like how it, in like TV static, it's like yeah. a mixture of that combined. It combined. Okay, so and again, all of this is fictional, but there are people, as I said, people to believe it. There were these two girls in Washington, not Washington, Wisconsin, uh, 12-year-old girls, actually, Anissa and Morgan, and this is, co- this is called the Slenderman Stabbing, if anyone wants to look into it more. I only have a little bit of information. So they, are, they were like really into the Slenderman stories and stuff like that, too, and wanted to become one of his proxies and decided to lure their friend Peyton out into the forest and stabbed her 19 times. Now, both of them are in the, you know, like a psych ward or psych, yeah, the hospital, like mental hospital or whatever. And the girl ended up surviving because the knife blade didn't like hit her heart or damage anything too much because it was like a shorter blade. Uh, this happened back in like 2014, apparently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Say they're both in. Sorry, no. The the Morgan girl is still in the mental health institute, and the other girl, uh, Anissa, was released. And is like under supervision till she's like in her thirties, so that this doesn't happen again. Yeah, Slenderman. I actually. No, go ahead. Finish up what you're gonna say. Okay, the whole Slenderman thing, like he's just like I said, just kind of the, there. I don't have very much on him. He's like 
the main one, he tells them all what to do, helps them, runs everything, and then, obviously, people are trying to be his proxies and stuff. Which, I actually remember hearing about these murders when they first happened, and then I've heard other podcasts talk about them since, but it is, it's crazy what something internet-based can make teenagers do. It just, it's it's insane, but... Look at and like, like I first twelve year old girls are doing this. Like, yeah, twelve I mean, year olds. I mean, I there's been plenty of child murderers before in the past. It's happened, but to do it over something because you want to become a proxy for someone who's supposedly not real, supposedly is a story that someone made up once and became a huge hit. Which there was a Slenderman movie, I know called slender i think it came out like in 16 or 17 something like that yeah. and i don't know i don't know if you've seen it but i have I, not i've i want to I, but i have not had the chance i haven't seen it either because it's not my genre per se but i'm kind of wondering now if the movie actually relates to creepypasta at all or it's just a complete yeah. other thing and completely. and another thing is slenderman has brothers too there's like trenderman offenderman splitterman there's a whole bunch of them uh, I think it's less than seven, though. But yeah, he's got brothers. It's it's a huge, crazy world of nice. these stories. Yeah. Yeah, I just looking up the pictures to put in my ad for this and to put on the cover of the podcast episode. I could tell just by the amount of characters in some of these. I'm like, oh my god, I didn't know it was this. I didn't realize it was this big. I mean, I know. Oh yeah, possibly. there's. Creepy possibly been around for for a long time now, but. Yeah. It's like X X virus, uh, one character named Freddy, which I think is ironic. But yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. So yeah, maybe we maybe someday we could definitely do a part two of this if fans want to hear it. Which fans, if you do, let me know. I can definitely make it happen sometime in the future. But for now, we'll call it a night because we are hitting an hour and a half and. We want people to want to come back for more too, so we'll save some of the other yes. ones for next time. So, tell them one more time about your podcast, please. Uh, <laughs> the word I can't think of at this moment. Tell um, them about so, it. so as I said in the beginning, it's a podcast basically about everything. It's called All Answers with Ali. It's a podcast of me and my friends talking about things from like what's going on in the world, holidays. Uh, the teenage mind and paranormal and creepy pastas and serial killers, but we've which, got a whole range of stuff. Which is unique because I don't think I've ever heard of another podcast where teenagers talking about this stuff. Usually, it's people in their twenties and up that talk about this stuff on podcasts. So it's definitely a unique perspective, and people should check it out. Just don't don't be creeps, people. Don't be creeps. That's the only thing. I, please, I. <laughs> I have no love for creeps, but other than that, check it out. Support them. Five stars on Spotify if you like it, of course. Same as mine, please. But That was and, very and much appreciated. As all my listeners know, you can find all the stuff I do on Paranormal The New Normal Facebook group, and you find out about all the new episodes coming out for this show on there as well. So, head over to that Facebook group and jo- ask to join up. I, I've not turned anybody away yet, and I have seen no reason I will. Unless I have to. 
And of course, you can find me on Twitter and the gram as Juggalo Bastard. And you can find me on Facebook as Jeremy Bryant. And I want to thank my guest, Allie, for coming on today. Definitely giving me a look into something I had no idea really existed beyond Slenderman. So yeah. thank you for thank you for coming on. And I will see you guys in a couple days for Saturday's episode. All right. Have a good Bye, night. Bye, everyone.